0: Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. I'm Greg Thomas, and it's a delight to be with you again in the studio with me, Jesse Carrasco to my left, Hey. and our regular hand, head, mouth, <laughs> Dave Ham is with us.
1: Hey, Always Greg. good to have Dave. Waiting for the ham to get in there, <laughs> all those yeah, other right. H words going on.
0: And then of course... Uh, We pulled in today just because uh, he felt left out. Uh, We brought Harry Vaughn into the conversation today. Good to have you, Harry. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me. (laughs) We are just going to have a conversation today. No guests uh, in the house today, but I'm going to have a conversation, one that's been boiling up and kind of kindling around here. Uh, And I'm sure in many circles uh, it's probably thought about, but less spoke about. And before we get into the conversation, our scripture for the week is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, and it reads, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And we thank God for the preaching of the word that challenges us, convicts us and ultimately changes us. Scripture says, how shall a man hear except there be a preacher? And how shall he preach except he be sent? And we thank God for sending men, women of God to preach the word so that we can hear the word, internalize it, be challenged by it. And of course, apply it to our daily lives and of course only with the help of the Holy Spirit are we able to uh, apply that word and then uh, see our lives change and see the lives of other people changed Uh, that's another reason we sing we sing because we want to see lives change we sing also because we want to see God glorified and we want God to be pleased we want him to be happy we want him to be delighted so this is just not an exercise in futility but an absolute opportunity to glorify him because of who he is and for what he's done that's right and I think a lot of times we've, we lose that in our presentation of the gospel in song. We've, we can often slip into the easiness, if you will, mm-hmm. of doing what we've always done and forget that it's a whole lot deeper than this surface. Which brings us to the topic today. In the past, we've talked uh, on the topic, and you can look it up in the previous podcast, Songs Don't Save. Uh, and today we're going to spin off of that a little bit. And talk about the lies we sing. <laughs> now, it's going to be a little controversial, I'm sure, because yeah. uh, we don't all believe that we sing lies, but there are some songs that we sing that we, sometimes at the time we're singing them, aren't exactly meaning
1: That's right.
0: exactly what we're singing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I think of the hymn right away that everybody knows, and this one has been given so many times in examples, I surrender what?
2: All. Oh. <laughs> I remember Pastor Gary referencing that in a sermon one one time when he was saying, "I surrender all." No, you really don't.
0: <laughs> it's so true. You know, but you got to wonder what the writer was thinking when he or she penned that penned that song. Yeah. And and what exactly they meant and where they were. Because, uh, man, there's a story behind that which which we probably should pull up, sure, yeah. in a moment, uh, as we get into this discussion. so we're gonna talk a little bit today about the lies we sing mm. and uh and again, uh, this is we're not trying to offend anybody because we don't want anybody <laughs> to think we're calling them liars or saying that you know you're singing songs that you don't really believe. Right. I think that the reality is is sometimes at the moment you're singing it, you're not actually believing it. And then there are areas in our lives that perhaps we haven't surrendered. And so, yes, we do want the word to convict us today in any of those areas. And so don't you go away. Don't get afraid of this topic. In fact, write us as we are discussing this. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
2: The Adult and Youth Praise Choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer, a video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved.
3: Why, on my clothes, I don't use anything but nature's bounty soap detergent.
1: If you're having trouble sleeping. You just might need a cloud
4: nine mattress. Tired of searching the airwaves for something meaningful to listen to these days? Well, on 570 AM, Times Square Church meets every Sunday night from 6 to 7.30, right in the comfort of your own living room. You will be blessed with preaching from God's Word, worship with the Times Square Church choir, and awesome testimonies of lives that have been changed and are now being used for
1: God's glory. So come and join us every Sunday night from 6 to 7.30 p.m. on 570 a.m. We also stream live on the web at tscnyc.org.
0: And we're back. And again, we thank you for joining us. And again with me, Jesse. Harry, David, hey, and we're going to tackle this topic in discussion. Uh, And that's all this is, is a discussion. We welcome your input, your comments, your opinions. But we're going to talk about this topic, The Lies We Sing. And we come up with this title, or we we didn't actually come up with this title, we discovered this Hmm. title uh, online. Jesse sent me a link uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was, Uh, a magazine that uh, I I read uh, from time to time. Uh, titled Worship Leader Magazine. And I think on their website there was an article by, what was the gentleman's name?
2: Uh, Gary Sinclair.
0: Gary Sinclair. And the title of that article the, was The Lies article, We Sing.
2: Yeah. It's The Lies We Sing. If you just go to, if you just Google The Lies We Sing or go to worshipleader.com and look it up, you'll find the article.
0: And give us th- just the premise of this article.
2: All right. So, uh, maybe just read I'll read the first few lines of it it goes like this he says a a few years ago there was a popular worship song in Vogue whose main lyric was you're all I want you're all I've ever needed which we've sung a lot here It was a powerful song with a beautiful refrain. No doubt thousands sang it over the years. Then just this weekend I actually played and sang it in our worship team and we did a newer song that declared, With everything I will shout forth your praise. Many embraced it with great passion and enthusiasm. Its words and melody were captivating and flowed easily from the mouse in attendance. It is songs with words like these that also trouble me. No, not because they contain some blatant scriptural error or that the melodies are trite or have lyrics that merely repeat the same thing over and over. Rather, I simply don't know I can sing it. Rather, I simply know I can't sing these songs and totally mean what they say. Jesus is not all I want all of the time. I want my kids to live near me, a job that provides and good health For the rest of my life, I long for people to love me, for my wife to think I'm wonderful and my ministry to go well. And he goes on and on from there. Um, And he's a little further down. He says, the better or more authentic lyrics, though not particularly poetic or singable, would be, you're a lot of what I want. But there are still many things that tempt me or (laughs) with most of my being, I'm trying to praise you right now, but I can't get rid of the everyday temptations that fight for my attention. Mm. So the article really is just a discussion uh, on, you know, those lyrics that we song uh, that we sing, especially when we're referring to kind of our state of being our state Mm. of heart, our relationship where we are. are. uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty deep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I hope that helps people understand, too, just that title, The <laughs> Lies We Sing. I mean, because uh, it's a strong title. But it's a very strong title. But there's a truth behind it. Yeah. You know what? I Even just listening to you read that, Um, it kind of also just reminds me how often we sing songs that talk about what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I will do this. I am doing this. So it's a lot of like Jesus, I, God, I, Lord, I, Lord, Mm -hmm. I, Lord, I. And I think we do probably, uh, for me, I think it'd be easier to and and much more of a praise unto God. If the songs were more, if we sang more that said, God, you are Mm -hmm. Lord, you. And uh, just always just pointing to pointing to our king and giving him glory in our worship. Yeah.
2: And if we're singing about the attributes of God, and in singing them, reminding ourselves of who God is, we can't lie, because <laughs> yeah. God is who he is, and his His nature is what his nature is. So yeah. we're sure yeah, not to lie play, if we I to sing that. More
0: too, Because I think sometimes when you look at the context of church, uh-huh. and, and the fact that we're dealing with people... And what church provides for a lot of people. This is community. And I'm and I'm gonna push this envelope all mm. the way over this pendulum yeah. all the way over here. It's community for people, it's family for people, it's, it's social environment for people, it's it's the club for some people. Mm-hmm. And and in the club, this is what we do. Mm. And so there are people in the church that I you know, and and we gotta believe that this exists. In fact, I know that this exists. There are people in church. Who only go through those motions? They sing the songs because it's a part of what they do here. Yeah, you ever, you know, I've never been a clubber, but you can, if you've ever been to a club or a party or something, you, you know, there's some people who are there and they just don't belong there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You, you
0: understand? They don't <laughs> fit the mold. They they don't. They don't act the part, but they're there. And there's something about them. You, you can look at them and say, you just don't. There's something unusual about you. You don't belong yeah. here. Yeah. You know, but they're there and they're going through the motions. They're in the because they want the community. They want the fellowship. It's like the guy in the gang who really doesn't want to be initiated in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to commit any real crime, but he's got no family at home. He's got, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got no fellowship. He's got no social network. And this is it for him. And this is the only way he's going to feel.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Embrace and accept it. I think we have the same thing in the church. We got people who are part of the gang. Mm -hmm. You know, they wear the uniform, but they don't know anything about the game. That's right. No, that's (laughs) good. And so they learn the songs. And yes, they'll lift their hands and say, you're all I want. You're all I've ever needed and never really mean it. Now, I know that that's what that's not what this this article is referring to specifically. I think this writer is talking specifically about the believer. Mm-hmm. who sings this song yeah. and doesn't believe it. Mm-hmm. But if the believer sings this song and doesn't believe it, what about the non-believer who watches the believer sing this song?
1: Yeah, How
0: well, much more right. are they not going to believe it?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, Or they just feel like this just isn't a fit for me. So we right. get a lot of the unchurched community that's like, I can't identify with this because we're finding a lot of unchurched folk that are pretty upfront and honest mm-hmm. and... And I and, and the way they're thinking rationally is they're coming in and they're hearing you're all I want and they're like, S- so in order for me to get this right, he's got to, I'm but there's some other things that I want somebody right. help me explain how I'm supposed to balance this out. Exactly. I just got off a train yeah. and it was hot. People mm-hmm. <laughs> were
0: crazy. I need a car. God, I want a car. <laughs> yeah. So am I not supposed to want that? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a large part of part of uh, the the reality. Yeah. But but then, is there anything wrong with wanting a car? Is there anything wa- wrong with wanting uh, your kids closer to you? Right. Wanting your kids in the best school. Right. Wanting to wear clothing that fits. Yeah. <laughs>
5: you know, I don't think there's anything you know wrong with that. I think there's something wrong with it in the context of putting it in a song. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, we don't you need know. to come to church to sing yeah, about I right. Want a Car. And... A <laughs> car yeah.
5: It's something real subliminal. You, about, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm
2: But there's a whole rain lot of rain down of your
5: riches on
0: me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: there's so many songs like that. A lot of rain. There's
0: so there. much gospel like that. <laughs> oh, no wait. Mm. it's all, it's the give me, give me songs. It's that, yeah. you know, I, I, I hate mm-hmm. to say it, but I, well, I won't say it. Uh, but it's those give me, give me songs, you yeah. know, I come to worship so that I can get something.
2: But I think, you know, the song is like, we're talking about you're all I want. It, granted, no, for it, he's in every moment, he's not all we want. Right. We do have other things that we want. But I think in coming together and singing those songs, it's a reminder to ourselves of what our priorities really are. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes, I have these other wants and desires, but when we come in and we like, our hearts are just open before God and... You start to sing that song, and you start to align your heart with it. It's like, no, God, I know that I want these other things, but I know that ultimately, my right. deepest heart's desire is it's for to you. Want you.
5: Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think lyrically, over time, like taking it back to like some of the earliest forms of worship, congregational worship. It, nowadays, we, we try to be so deep with our mm-hmm. our what's you know, inside and we want to pin it and put it to paper and then, mm. you know, let's all come together and sing these deep lyrics. You know, God is good in His mercy and endures forever. Although it's deep, it's simple. It's simple. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's yeah. it's not much to it. And, you know, going you don't to it. A, you don't need an
0: interpreter
5: to yeah. <laughs> interpret the line. Yeah, know, God is good. And, 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 and <laughs> I, I can imagine that they probably just sung that over and over and over and over and just kept, you know, they wore it out to the point where everybody, all of their hearts connected. And then, you know, they were all aware yeah. You know of his presence in that context and his Shekinah comes down. You know, it is hard because I don't see how a person's heart, all of our hearts can connect in certain songs because it means different things to each that's person. Right. So how could mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, like yeah. I yearn for that. Well, we got to stop singing all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And that's why it's important for our worship to get back to that place where where jesus is at the center it's him work yeah yeah you know and if we are expressing things about ourselves there is that need i think for us to be a little bit more transparent Mm -hmm. but it's it's not again like dumping that you know expressing our list of our wish list Mm -hmm. but like i need you jesus yeah um Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it's not
5: even for us to even hear that could be personal yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think transparency is good though too. I, I do.
0: You uh, know what if we came to church though and we sang songs like, <laughs> you know what if what if the song of the day was, you know I've sinned, you know or or b- bigger than that, more more transparent than that. I'm in adultery. God, yeah. I hate it. Help me. Deliver me. Free me. You know, I'm in love with Mrs. Jones.
1: Nobody's gonna sing that song.
0: Y- you
2: see what I'm saying? Yeah. But what? You can't exactly join in that you, one. You can't, well, it's, <laughs> it's a
0: little too specific.
1: It's very specific. It wow. become a very
0: solo impressive. from the worship leader. Yeah. But then, at that tragedy become a song. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> let's go let's go secular just for a second. Everybody back in the day was grooming to me and Mrs. Jones. Mm. Remember that song? Yeah and nobody even thought about what that song was saying. It's a song about an affair. Yeah. But everybody's in the club and they're like, "Yeah, me and Mrs. message." Yeah. It's a song about an affair for people, <laughs> but it was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody loved it. That's what's music. I mean, that's you talk about the power of music. Look at that. Yeah. You know, but we've trans we've trans we've transferred that very same spirit in a lot of ways. To what we do in the church, Mm -hmm. you know, now, not that we are blatantly, you know, not not, not get granted. We're not singing songs in the church that blatantly condone, you know, uh, godless living. Right. Uh, But there are there is a, a a tendency to fall into the routine of just doing what the team does. Mm-hmm. And never really embracing the god that we 're singing about, does that make sense, yeah, and mm-hmm. so I think that 's what this writer is saying as well hes he 's saying you know it 's no we it 's okay to sing you know you 're all i want you 're all I need, and ultimately, like you said that 's what we ought to be wanting, yeah, but it doesn 't mean that i can 't desire anything else mm-hmm. that 's that 's well within the uh, the, the the lines, if you will, of scriptural wants, you know, desires that God will put tomorrow my own th- things that I need. Mm-hmm. Listen, if I need three meals a day, God, I want three meals a day, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I ought to be able to want that and not feel like my meal is in competition right. with the God I love, right. you know, and I think it goes back to what just said earlier about prioritizing our list, if you will, of wants and needs, I think, and a lot of times our needs and wants are so intertwined, you know that we, you know, our wants are made to believe that their needs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or mm-hmm. we made we're made to believe that our needs are wants. Uh, it's a very fine line. Um, but then, do we stop singing? I surrender all. No, because ultimately, I want to be. I would love to be able to get up and say, mm. I absolutely surrender all.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, God. If you want my car, here's my car.
3: Yeah. But
0: we're not really trying to hear God say, "Hey, give up your car," are we? <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I think that the process of singing that like in the exchange of singing those songs, God does something in the heart where it's like you start out singing, I surrender all. And then he can, you know, in that refrain, he can speak to your heart and say like, okay, well, where are you surrendering all? And then in that time, like start to check your heart of like, okay, maybe maybe this is an area you need to still surrender, you know, and so it's not that you're. Lying. It's right. just that in in speaking that thing, in singing it, in having that exchange with God, He does something in the heart. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. It reminds me. You know, I started to think about like I remember uh, in the year or years shortly after I got saved. I remember there was some choir special that the choir would sing. One of the ones about heaven and when we all get there, what a great uh-huh. exciting time it was going to be. And I always had this trepidation about it not that i'm like afraid of going to heaven but because i'm one of the
0: hurry to get there
2: well not in a hurry to get there (laughs) but also because i am one of the first in my family to be saved there's still a it was kind of an anxiety and a worry about my family and Mm. are they gonna be there and what's that gonna be like and you know and just that 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 worry would start to set in as those songs came but in the process of hearing those songs and kind of and joining in those songs even though i wasn't feeling it god started to speak to my heart about no you need to trust me with them and know that i am going to save your family and And you can sing this song in faith not that you're seeing it right now yeah but that you can sing it in faith knowing that it will happen and he used that kind of thing to to uh, to to build a faith in me to believe for my family, which I still am yeah. years later. You know
1: that goes back to what Harry was saying, where everybody interprets these songs differently. Yeah, um, depending on where you're at in your personal life and what how that it's just everybody's back and forth as to what how that song speaks to you or mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. it saying, and just in, in your faith walk. And so I think we do have to be careful. Um, how quickly we rule out a song yeah. um, and its effect, or how quickly we accept a song, yeah. you know, and the effect that it's taking. Boy, and for us too, just even I'm just thinking personally for us as a church here at Times Square Church. I mean, again, we've got such a melting pot um, in our congregation, and just just because I mean we're here in New York City, and just the, the diversity, we can always. Expect that you have one as yourself, Jesse, who says, boy, I've I'm you know, I'm ready to go to heaven. But now I'm thinking about my family, you know, and uh, it's just it's just man, the balance is so important. I think this is why for me, I just I keep going back to that. man. Lord, God, give us new songs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as you give us new songs and put new songs in the heart, we should, we should forever continue to write. Right. You know, and as we ever as we continue to write, Lord, God, you know, may it always be just point back to you. Yeah.
0: Um, and there and there are songs. And I, I, I just kind of threw that. I wanted to mix it up just a little bit because <laughs> every now and then you got to play advocate and just kind of push the pendulum and just swing it back over. Uh, but in the context of our worship services uh, and not just here in church in general. Uh in fact in music in general the different types of songs with different intended messages there's yeah. songs of of confession there's songs that are, that are laments you know there's songs of adoration to the to God there's songs of of encouragement you yeah. know there's songs that just speak different messages for you know to different for, for, to people for 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 the purpose in which it was written and mm-hmm. when you think about a song that uh, because one of the let me just read this passage here that this writer says in his article. He says, um, as both a pastor and a former worship leader, uh, I would answer with a resounding yes or and no. And he's talking about whether we should sing certain songs. He goes on to say, uh, I say no on the one hand because we probably need to spend more time helping people to be authentic and real about what they sing, hear, and yes, even say. And and then he goes on in this latter part of that statement to say, congregations have been singing hymns and uh, singing hymns by rote for years without grasping the full magnitude or multitude or multiple implications of what they sing about, i.e., I surrender all. Mm-hmm. Decades. I mean, I grew up. I, I've, I've heard that song all my life, and not until I was really saved, save, if you know what I mean, did mm-hmm. yeah. I ever internalize that message. I surrender. All, yeah. because all means all, <laughs> you know, it means yeah. everything. Yeah. And so what does that mean to really surrender all? Mm-hmm. Or oh, you're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the latter part of that statement is revelatory. You, you've come to a revelation mm-hmm. that God is all you've ever needed. But now, is he truly all you want you know, uh, I've, decided to, I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. Mm-hmm. You know, though none go with me, there's the line. Mm-hmm. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Yeah. Do you really, really mean it? And again, songs that we sing by rote, but we need to be challenged to actually fully interpret what it means, to fully Walk, to walk in the fullness of what that song is saying. And do we and do we really, really do it? And that's the challenge I think this writer is posing mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of the songs we sing. But then when you've got songs that are designed to encourage people, that are designed, designed to minister to people, uh, then what is that song? Obviously, that's not the I, I Surrender All song, you know, because that song is unto the Lord. But you got to find some of these other songs that, you know, when you talk about uh, going to heaven, the heaven mm-hmm. songs, you know, those are songs that are supposed to be songs of
5: encouragement,
0: that's but right. to the non-believer, that's not—that's not very encouraging. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, because
5: death is imminent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, it's imminent, but nobody yeah. is in a hurry to die, and I don't know any believers in you know in a hurry to get to heaven. As much as we say, "When man, what a time, what a time, where we get there!" Oh, right. come, Lord Jesus, come okay, you know, I haven't yeah. finished my 401K. I haven't finished getting my kids through college. You know, you're thinking about all of these things. Yeah. So I think it really comes down to us honestly believing that God is who he says he is, that he'll do what he says he'll do, and, and believing in his word. When he says that, you know, I, I am coming again, that there will be a second coming. No man knows the day nor the hour. Right. Therefore, we're living as if, or at least we should be living as if, that hour could be tomorrow. That's right. So how, how do we live that? How do we live as if that day or that hour could be tomorrow? There's a whole nother level of anticipation and and expectancy
1: Yeah.
0: and and uh, expectation in terms of how we live that uh, I think we're speaking to. We're going to take a quick break yeah. because, uh, man, we're starting to, amen, <laughs> right after this break right here on TSC Music.
2: God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware
0: of
5: your struggle.
2: God is ready to forgive.
0: God is
5: powerful.
2: God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to help. God
5: is and always will be. God
2: is able to protect. God
5: is good. God is power to change. God is God is
2: Jesus. God is here. God is the one who loves you
5: God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God
2: is there when no one else is.
1: TSC Music Radio where God is.
0: we're back and we are just pulling the lid off of this conversation here Uh, uh, we've titled it The Lies We Sing but we're realizing that that's a really uh, heavy title uh, because we don't believe we're singing lies It's just that we're not. We don't want to
5: (laughs) believe. Yeah.
0: You know, because I'm not singing a lot. When I say I surrender all, I really do want to be doing that. You know, that's what I aspire, Mm -hmm. even in the areas that I don't feel that I know first that I'm not surrendering all. Mm -hmm. You know, there are days when God wants me to unplug. He wants me to turn the iPad off. He wants me to turn the computer off. He wants me to turn everything off. Not that I have a whole lot of things outside of that, but he wants me (laughs) to just unplug. I had to go two days this week without my phone. My phone died on Friday and so Saturday and Sunday, I didn't have a phone. And, uh, and I was fine with it, you know. Uh, and, I, and I think I was fine with it because I had my iPad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I couldn't talk to anybody, yeah. but I still had service. And I could text and send messages <laughs> to the office and et cetera and yeah. watch the service. And then I got to thinking, you know, Monday morning when I'm getting ready to go get another phone, you know, what would I have done had I not had the iPad? You know, well, I got a computer at home. Mm-hmm. Still have access to the internet. What if all of that was gone? That's would right. I have been okay this weekend? Yeah. And I, cause, cause, because then I would not have been able to stream the service. I would have felt like a fish out of water, you know, uh, um, couldn't check, you know, upcoming events, couldn't have checked the weather, you know. And, and I'm realizing how plugged in we are. Yeah, even when we try to unplug, you know, we've got layers of security, here, you yeah. know, and so so sometimes surrendering all means even these little things that are the subtle distractions in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the subtle just,
1: things that keep us from God. That song would have changed in a major way if he if the writer would just put the word need. I need to surrender. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think absolutely. I, it, well, probably, think of
0: the impact,
1: though. Yeah, it probably would have had a greater reach. Greater impact, exactly. Yeah,
0: but then we're talking about a song that was written, <laughs> that was penned in the 14th century. Oh goodness! Wow. I mean, I mean, this was like this was Martin Luther who who wrote the lyrics to that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Be, no, I'm sorry, that's not Martin Luther. No. This is uh, uh, this is somebody else. I can't think of the title right I now. It was an I was thinking present. another song uh, yeah. just now. Which I'm going to refer to anyway. Now that it's on my mind. Martin Luther penned the words, "A mighty fortress is our God," mm-hmm. which is another high
1: yeah. hymn of the church. Yeah, that for me that's solid. That, solid. That, yeah. But
0: do but but let's and we'll look at the lyrics in a minute because the okay. average person doesn't even understand right what that means. Though it's fact. And though we can pull it apart today it's it's fact in that it's fact for those who have trusted God and yeah. walked with him is not fact for the non-believer
1: right <laughs> yeah and the, I think again the see you got me messed up now because I'm like sitting here <laughs> going through my head like just really questioning like where we are at with our theology mm-hmm. and our doctrine I think it depends on every church doctrinally where they are like I'm sitting here thinking about this song like I don't know if you remember the old song like um uh, trading my sorrows, like mm. I'm trading yeah. my sorrows. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and once again, it's it's all about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. laying it down for, for the, the joy, joy of, of the Lord. Lord. But I thought he laid everything yeah. down mm-hmm. for me. You, you know, say so it gives, mm. I don't know. No, uh, I, think, the, I
0: think you're right on. Pastor David actually. Yes, uh, he
5: did. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. I
0: was, was, was going to say that, 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 that too. I remember, here. That. I remember one day. He came over after after the service. I think no, this
5: was. was during the <laughs> song. He, he, like wow. this. he says no, we,
0: we should not have stop sing that, that song huh? because no, he says because we we are called to embrace our sorrows.
2: But you know the timing of that. It yeah. was when his granddaughter was dying of cancer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, embrace them. Right, and and, and thank God for the trouble, and
1: thank God for the trouble. and embrace suffering. Right. But Andre Crow
0: said it in a very similar way. Not I'm not uh I'm trading but embracing. If uh I thank God for the mountains, I thank God for the valleys, I thank mm-hmm. him for the storms he's brought me through. If I yeah. never had a trial, mm-hmm. I would know that God could solve them. Yeah. I'd never know what faith in God could do. See yeah. do it all. You follow me? So there's a song of trust and faith and experience with God as opposed to the one that says, God, I'm just gonna give you all my worldly goods because you probably could use it better than I could, you know? So I'll, yeah. I'll exchange all of my stuff yeah. for you. And, and we act as if we, you know, sometime are doing God a big thing. And I know for the mature Christian, that that's not the case. Right. But for the person who's, like I said, on the outside, looking in, and they walk in and they're singing this kind of song, they can't mm-hmm. embrace it through it all. They can't embrace it, I'm trading my yeah, sorrows. They those. have no
1: idea what it is to lay down Yeah, yeah. this and that and... You know.
2: But I think it's still worthwhile for mm-hmm. somebody who you know, like the Andre Crouch song, like to hear for a non believer to hear that this is what Christians can go through. Absolutely. That you can walk through that it's not that your life just becomes perfect and rosy, right. but that you can mm-hmm. walk through suffering, you can walk through difficulty that's and right. have something to rely on. You know, yeah. that's gonna gonna pique an interest of like who is this God and and, exactly. and open up an awareness of that need that we all have for him. Yeah, and I think you that's know? what
0: that's what Andre's song. I think it's it it supports what Pastor Dave was saying with mm-hmm. regards to no, I'm not trading, I'm embracing. Yeah, I'm embracing yeah. the sorrow. I'm embracing the dark times. I'm embracing the trouble because I'm embracing. But I'm but I'm also embracing the fact, the fact, the fact that's right. that I serve a God who has, can and will deliver. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the believer finds his or her strength and also that's where the believer then is an encouraging an encouragement to the non-believer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a it's a fact based on a based on something that you don't uh, um, you don't necessarily see in the physical necessarily. I mean, God, if God has brought you through then you know that. That's a personal experience that you've had with God. If he's if he's delivered you from drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, gambling, or lying, or cheating, Then that's a personal experience, and God has done that for you, and you know it. Yeah. And when you know it, that motivates you. That's your motivation to continue. To want to surrender all. That's your motivation to want to pursue a, 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 a deeper walk with him as it is. That's your motivation to want to pursue him and, and all his righteousness. Right. Because I know him to be. So those are the factual things that ultimately lead us to a deeper faith. Mm-hmm. Um, that every believer, and even, you know, especially singers and musicians who, uh, where I find, uh, ironically, is there seems to be a lesser faith in the arts. Mm-hmm. That's probably a discussion for another topic. Yeah, but say, but explain dis- that. Well, because <laughs> you know, I've worked with a lot of musicians, a lot of choir folk, a lot of you know, and you, and we all do. But you will find, and, and, and at least it seems, and I'm not saying and certainly it's not, not that here. I'm, not I here. don't disagree
5: either. I just want you to.
0: I I, I have found that there's more. There there is more trust and and faith in our, our own abilities, as artists and musicians and singers. Then there, then there is an absolute surrender and an absolute abandonment to the things of God. In the arts, you will find that there are a lot more people who can get lost in the art form and less lost in God.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: for sure. Write us, because I want to hear your opinion.
2: <laughs> that's a whole other, yeah. I mean, that's a whole yeah. well, And I think On what, the what we're getting at <laughs> is that, yeah. again...
0: And if that's the case, then are we not singing lies? Are we not playing lies? Are we not acting lies? Are we not dancing lies? Are we not Mm -hmm. playing lies and writing lies? Mm -hmm. You know, if there's more faith in our ability to just entertain and under the guise of God, you know, then what we're saying is a lie. We're not believable.
1: We're great performers. And it still ties into what this podcast is saying because, I mean, there are worship artists yeah. that are sitting down even now today mm-hmm. that wrestle with their approach to writing their next big record mm-hmm. in order to bring in income, income and finances. And so they're sitting down and they're, they're wrestling with the process of, I need to hear the voice of God as I write this next big worship song or as the business would recognize it to be this next big record uh-huh. that's going to have every church is music department working on this yeah. worship song but you've got to make sure that this is a big record that stirs up the hearts of men and women. So then there's that there's that worship artist now There there's there's a ton of them right now that are trying to make it happen for their album and they're sitting down trying to figure out I've got to make sure so that this record stirs up all of the mega churches, all of the local churches, all the churches. I need them to be working on this record.
5: I honestly believe that a lot of these these artists nowadays, and um, they don't do the type of numbers that they would love to do. Not, And I think it's mainly because they're writing songs that they have never experienced. Mm. You know, you, like uh, growing up, um, for me, you had people like uh, uh, there was a Walter Hawkins. Now, when they recorded albums, they didn't record them back to back like that. You know, these this was stuff that they've gone through and God put on their heart and they shared it. And then, you know, they would probably be what, five, six years later, they'll mm-hmm. do another one, you know, if God gave them a song. Yeah. And it's like the content on these on those particular records back during those time, I guess that's the 80s or 70s. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, seventies, <laughs> eighties, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was like every song was good. Mm. Nowadays, you you, you get a, a CD, you may like to hook on one of the songs, right? You know, or a song, or maybe two songs, and it is it's a tough reality, but. I mean, iTunes kind of bailed a lot of people out from buying an entire album. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you
3: know,
5: you oh know yeah. what I'm saying? I can just go and get the one song I like and leave the rest of that stuff alone for yeah. 99 cents. Yeah. I mean, because back then, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. these a lot of the songs that were written, even hymns, I mean, if you
0: go back that far, were rich in content. Oh, yeah. But not only rich in content, but they were rock solid in the word. They were doctrinally sound. Mm-hmm. But then they were very honest. Yeah. You know, they were they were they were gut wrenching honest in some cases, you know, um, and so they were they were, they were gut wrenching honest in that they talked about what they were what they were feeling. Yeah. But then there was always that steering uh, steering uh, the, the listener or the, the you know, the, the singer mm-hmm. back to God. And I think mm-hmm. you hit on it earlier that we got to get back to uh, songs that speak to him, speak about him. Yeah, and not songs that just say what we will do or what I will do or what I think or what I feel, because again, we talked earlier about the need for our songs to be factual. Mm-hmm. You know, that build ultimately build our faith, mm-hmm. and then we start to add our feelings. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of times we we've reversed it in music ministry is that we've we've put the feelings first. And the thing about feelings is that they change. Yeah. They change every day. Yeah. You know? And when you're not feeling you know like raising your hands or you're not feeling like giving up or you're not feeling like whatever. You know, you're not feeling kind. It's hot. It's ninety five degrees. That's like hundred and eighty degrees in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. you're stuck on a subway with Nine hundred people, and you can't even breathe. Right, and you're not feeling God at the moment. Right, you no. know, it's like hell down there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the total antithesis. I was just down you know? there
1: today, yeah. and, and
0: so when you're not feeling, but then if we wow. if we if we get it, and if we get it backwards, then I think that's where we stand the risk of singing the lie.
2: So, what do you, I know? You've addressed this a lot over the years with the choir, and and I think is always so important to be reminded. When you aren't feeling it, Mm -hmm. and say you're in the choir, but I know this can apply to anybody coming into worship. When you come in to church and you are not feeling it, and particularly if you are a choir or worship leader where you are responsible for not lying up there, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to be authentic. You got to be really worshiping and not singing a lie. So that, you know, as Pastor Carter always said, you know, that people can see your song and know that it's real. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Like, personally, what do you go through to get to the place where you can authentically worship and not just go through the motions when you're not feeling it?
0: And I think the key to the answer, a key answer to that question and the two answers. And and the first one is what I think is the, the primary the key answer. And that is that we've got to get back to identifying what worship is. You Mm -hmm. see, a lot of times we, we think just worship. That's why I see a lot of times worship doesn't necessarily include music because we've, we've made worship songs Mm -hmm. and there are worship songs. there are praise songs, but you don't always worship God and sing a song. You can worship God and never sing a song in the process of worship, Uh but a worshiper will eventually sing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And when I say eventually sing doesn't mean you have a microphone in your hand or you're on the stage or you're in the choir. A song comes out of you. Yeah. Because you are a worshiper. But you are a worshiper, not because you are a songster. And so what do you do? You have to go you have to understand what worship is. Why do you worship God? Is it because of who he is? Is it because of what he's done? Is it because of his track record? Is it because of his faithfulness to you? Is it because he he never fails? Is it because, like Martin Luther saying, I found the song right here, by the way, is it because he is a mighty fortress? Is right. it because he is a bulwark never failing? Is it because he is our helper? Is it because he's with us in the midst of every flood? Is it because uh, mortals, uh, ills prevailing? I mean, this, these are the words that, Martin Luther uses, and this is a high hymn. That's why we worship him. That's why I worship him. That's why Martin wrote these songs and he, he worshiped. So if we worship God for that reason, then what we're saying is that, God, I deny, not, excuse me, deny is definitely the wrong word, but I lay down my feelings right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you never change. And see, either we believe that or we don't. And I think for a lot of believers is sometimes we believe that God is a wonderful healer when he's healed. But when he's not healing, we don't call him a healer, mm. right? Good. When we're sick and we're tired, all of a sudden he's not the same God,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and I'm not sitting this is not the case for me and I'm, and I'm not boasting, but God is the same yesterday, today and forever. That's and right. I know for a fact that he's a healer That's right. because I've been sick. I know that he's a keeper because I should have been dead. I know that he's a sustainer because when I don't feel like it and I still worship him, he gives me the strength to continue on.
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: So it's because of who he is. And so if my worship is directed properly, then it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. I know he's do that. So that's what we do. I come in and I recognize the fact that he is worthy. Guess what? Of the praise that I even failed to give him,
3: <laughs> yeah. you
0: know, of the one that I don't feel like giving him. So mm-hmm. it's got to be about the facts of who he is first. And we, We absolutely have to believe that. And if we don't believe that, then that's going to dictate our faith. It's going to dictate our feelings. And you will then find that your feelings will supersede the facts that you thought you had about your God.
1: Good. Yeah. Amen. Amen.
0: You have to absolutely ground your 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 walk with the Lord and your personal worship Mm -hmm. in him Mm -hmm. and to him. (laughs) As first and foremost, and then the second part of that answer is is that when you've done that, then your faith isn't shaken. It's not as well. Let me put it that way: as it's not as shaken. You, you understand because yeah. you know him to be this. You've known him to be that. You've known him to be able. You've known him to pull you out. You've known him to listen. If you look at who we are in him, and think about who we would be without him. <laughs> mm. How much worse we would be without God. That's right. So I know bad Christians. I know Christians who are who love God, who believe God, but they're not. You know, they haven't quite arrived in some areas of their lives. Right. So, but it doesn't make them any less Christian. Doesn't yeah. make them less believers. It's just that God is walking them through some things, and He's in line upon line, precept upon precept. They they hear a little, there a little. They're being sharpened. And so I've been through some things that they've yet to go through. And so they've got to go through some things to get better. Yeah. You know, but all of us do. That's you right. know, I look at Pastor Carter and some of the other, other leaders here and I'm like, man, I wish I had that kind of restraint, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so God is working with me in the area of just restraint and, and holding back, you know, but, but it doesn't make me less, of a God's child than he is, so he can't sing "I'm a friend of God" any better than I can.
1: Right? If mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: So when Pastor Carter sings "I'm a friend of God," I can sing that same song with the same intensity, with the same faith, with the same belief, and know that I am just as much a friend of God as he is. It's good.
2: All right. So here's a lyric that every time it comes up in a in when we sing it in worship, it just. I don't know if it challenges me or bothers me, or I don't know what the deal is, but in all I do, I honor you. Mm. I know I don't honor God in everything that I do. I I certainly aspire to. At least you don't intentionally
0: not honor him. Right. But the beginning of that song says, I'm forgiven ah, because you were forsaken. Yes. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive. Your spirit lives within me because, oh, and there's a turn. There you go. Because you died and rose again. Huh. Amazing love. Yeah. How can it be? You know, why should it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love. Yeah. I know it's true. There's the fact. Mm. And it's my joy to honor you. So, with all that's within me, and I'm adding that lyric there, with yeah. all that with all that's within me, yeah. that you place in me in all I do, I honor you. yeah, Make sense. So the writer, I, and I think that's a well-crafted song, because the writer starts out by denying one's own power and ability, because it wasn't it wasn't that we made the initiative to reach out to God, he made the initiative to reach out to us to reach down to us. There's nothing in us that reaches up to him. Even in all of our desire yeah. to want to worship him, it was his initiative to reach down to us and say, you know what, Jesus, these people are dead on the vine. <laughs> these people are dying. They have sinned. They have disobeyed me. Uh, I have wiped out the earth, gave them a second chance, and they keep denying me. I've taken them through the wilderness. I've fed them. Their shoes didn't wear out. They've had clothes to wear. They had three meals a day, and they still sin." So I'm going to send my son and I'm going to let you die for all of them because I'm going to kill these folk if they don't start acting right. Now yeah. I'm being a little more, I'm being a little mm-hmm. more dramatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's the, but that's, that's the, the reality. idea. Yeah. You know, I'm going to wipe the earth out, but I want to send my son instead.
1: Yeah. You know, I think just us as humans, we tend to write what we hope for
3: mm. and the Lord hope just for writing.
1: Yeah. And the Lord, I mean, whether Christian or non-Christian, I think we, we write what we hope for. You know the the pop artist writes, "I'm gonna party all day, I'm gonna party all night." It's just a one big party. No, it's not. You, it's, you're not partying all day, all yeah. night, and you're having your struggles every day and through the night you're know? you trying yeah. to
0: party. All day. You, you yeah. hope,
1: you hope the party. <laughs> you know the rappers rapping about how can't nobody stop me. Yes, somebody can stop you. Yeah. You're being stopped all the time. You know, but you hope for it. And I think just even us as Christians, we, we write out our hope
0: mm, to yeah. do
1: in all, in all we do. Uh, we have that hope to surrender all. We have that hope. And, uh, man, thank the Lord for his grace then, that he it, bestows upon us exactly, in our writing just style. just came up
5: with a whole new genre as opposed to being called praise and worship. Call it hopes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know the way that you broke down that song. It, I mean, I, now I see it completely differently because it—it it isn't just a just a proclamation. Yeah, it is something yeah. that I hope for. I hope yeah. to honor him in all I do. But it's like you turn it into a whole new yeah. new covenant thing where it's like, yeah, even in my failings, even in my choices or you know, mistakes, where. I see in my flesh that I'm not honoring right. God in this, right. but because of his forgiveness, because of his grace and because of his covering, yeah.
3: Yeah. when
2: God looks at me, he doesn't see that failing. Exactly. What he sees is Christ in exactly. me. I mean, not, you just blew my mind. <laughs>
3: <Amen>. <laughs> well, and that's what,
2: it, and that's, and to me, that's a, it's, it's, it is one
0: of the most well-crafted songs. Mm. I mean, it's got new covenant. It's, it's got the redemption. It's got the restoration. Yeah. You know, it's got forgiveness. And it, it even has conviction. It's all yeah. built in there. Yeah, you know, to me that last line and all I do, I honor you. Now we can get hung up on that, and forget all of the meat that that was laid out before it. And I think, and and perhaps this is what good writing needs to be about when we are looking at the totality of the gospel message, what what Christ came to do, mm-hmm. uh, why we as believers should have to embrace that, not should have to embrace that. Otherwise we're not Christians. You can't be you can't be the believer. You can't be the Christ like person if you don't believe that Christ died for your sins and that the shedding of his blood was was you know to cover that was for the remission of sin. You can't believe that and be you can't not believe that and be a, a Christian.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. and unfortunately there are a lot of people who profess profess Christianity, but won't embrace what Christ has done. Oh, yeah. So, and then not embracing what he's done, then you're not embracing what he does.
1: That's right.
0: (laughs) And when you don't embrace what he does, you're not trying to be like him and do what he does. You're not a
3: Christian. You're not a Christian. Yeah.
2: Well, here's another song that tore me up when we did it in Uh. worship at Pastor's Prayer, probably last month you know one of my kind of new favorite hymns it's an oh. old one but it's becoming one of my favorites come thou fount oh, oh yeah. Oh man that one kills me but oh, here's yeah. the lyrics that just like it kill me it goes uh but along those lines of just confessing and and tr- transparently admitting our sin but recognizing god's grace in it he says Uh, about halfway through, it goes, "O Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering Mm -hmm. from the fold of God. He, to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. So to grace how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. And let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here is my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it court, for thy courts above. Ah mm-hmm. kills me. It's
5: good. Like when, when these particular hymns were written, were they actually hymns or just poems? Some of them this
0: some of them them were hymns, some of them some of them were, were poems. But uh and I can't remember exactly what the deal was with this one. I'd have to look look that up. Um this sounds like a poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but then again, when you When I I remember first learning this song, this was, uh, I can almost tell you the year. I'll tell you in a minute. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Because I I remember sitting at the organ. I'm I'm sitting at the organ in Passaic, New Jersey at a church. So it had to be 1981. I was 13 years old. It was 1981. And and I couldn't read a lick of music, so reading this hymn was not, it was just not gonna happen. Yeah. But thank God I had an ear, man. I I, yeah. <laughs> man, I can, and they and this church was big on hymns. And this was one of the first hymns. This and At the Cross were the first two hymns I ever actually played in church. At the cross, at the cross for our first whole life. Yeah. Uh but these two hymns were and I never forget that Sunday, man, because I because uh, 'cause I'm sitting there and I remember the pastor telling me we're gonna do these two hymns. This was a Thursday night, we're gonna do these two hymns Sunday uh, can you learn them by Sunday? And I'm like, sure. Now you got to remember, there's no internet. I couldn't look it up. There was nobody. <laughs> wow. There was no mini file online. You know, <laughs> couldn't download it. Wow. I had to go try and pluck it out. And I only knew how to play in two keys, and the, <laughs> and the music was written in the key of, key of D, I think it was. And I only knew how to play in G flat and C. So. Uh, and they just started the song, and I never forget, man. Just listening to these lyrics and saying, "What in the world is that?" <laughs> Come thy fount of every bless. It just didn't make any sense at thirteen. Well, here I raised
2: my Ebenezer, still a little Ebenezer. little confusing. I remember
0: thinking that, like, what is that? You yeah. know. Um, but now, when you know, as you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord, that's right. These songs start to take on. Very new meaning, yeah. And uh, it's been a practice of mine now. To even when I'm teaching the choir new material, I'm presenting a song to the congregation in worship. I'm going to internalize that thing over and over and over again. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll hear songs that I think are just great. They got great hooks. They got great music lines. But I'll look at those lyrics and say, "Ah, "It's weak. It just doesn't speak. It doesn't speak enough. There's not enough faith. There's not enough conviction. There's not enough word." And I and i have many songs that I've just not done because there's not enough message, there's not enough meat there, mm-hmm. you know. And again, uh, I gotta go back to what you said earlier, our songs have to be upward first. Yes. If they are himward first, uh, then I think they are then likely worthy to be sang because if it's himward first, then all we can expect is, a, is for him to sing over us and That's the right. blessing has gotta be somewhere in the song. But it's gotta start with what he's done and, and who he is. And so I go back to this, you know, the previous song, you know, the opening line is I'm forgiven. Now we get afraid when we say I, but I'm forgiven because,
3: right.
0: you know, so without what happens after the, because there is no, I'm forgiven. You, you follow me? So it's yep. upward first. It's himward first. And so we got to go through every single line to say, okay, who does this speak more about? You can have a song full of eyes, depending on what the eye, what's following the eye mm-hmm. determines whether or not it's the That's kind of right. song that we want to sing. That's good. You know.
4: Come thou fountain of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never cease
2: Call for
4: songs of loudest praise Teach me songs. So i by...
0: important that we spend a little more time, I think, um, uh, really reading through lyrics, and then reading through lyrics, and then reading through lyrics, you know, I think sometimes we need to read, just read through the lyrics of a song, three, four, five, six, seven, ten times. Uh, the same way, you know, uh, I try to approach scripture when I'm trying to study a passage. I will, I'll just read it a few times. Just read it. Because sometimes it's in the simple reading that you start to really get the understanding. Immediately sometimes, you know, I used to have the habit of just reading, go to all the references, try to tear it apart that way. And God is just sometimes just saying, no, just read it. You are beautiful beyond description. Here's the lyrics of, of a song. Too marvelous for words too wonderful for comprehension like nothing ever seen or heard who can grasp your infinite wisdom who can fathom the depth of your love your beautiful beyond description majesty enthroned above and the chorus i stand i stand in all of you i stand i stand in all of you holy god to whom all praises due. i stand in awe of you And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time right here on TSC Music with a Mission.